Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. Breakout begins for the night. Stevenson in, left wing, Pacioretty back out in front of shot. Kid save, rebound, score! Mark Stone ties it! Oh, and a block from behind on the layup attempt by Hamilton. Nuga, great pass ahead to Ham for the slam dunk. Stevenson banks at left point. One-timer, kick save, loose out in front, jammed in! They've scored! Pacioretty puts the Knights on top! He found the loose puck at the left post. He rolled it in over top of Holtby. Knights take the first lead of the day, 5-4, with four minutes to go in the third. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Silver Sevens on a Thursday. This is our home every single Thursday. We're right in front of the uh, Bud Light Lounge. Once the Thursday night football game starts, 77 cent Bud Light, Bud and Mick Ultra. Mateo's down here. Willie Ramirez is along in just a little bit. Ari's back in our Finley. Toyota Studios, and we got a real interesting game to break down. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. You heard some of the highlights coming in of Vegas flu. I don't know if we apply that anymore, but uh, that was a hell of a win for the Knights. Come from behind, seemed like they were in big trouble, couldn't defend the power play. They're down 4-2, and they fought back into it and won the game. So that's coming up as well. Again, 5 o'clock start, Thursday night football. we got prizes down here, so come on down, take advantage of not only the 77-cent beer special, but also the, uh, also the food special, a couple of dogs, two bags of chips, 22-ounce beer, that's seven seventy-seven. So bargains galore at Flamingo in Paradise, Silver 7s on a Thursday. It's Trending at 2, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. So we come out of the gates with a uh, public service message, Ari. Be careful on the streets. It seems like the combo of like a little bit of wet weather, not much, but kind of gloomy, gets people a little more fired up. Plus, at least on my route, I'm sure this is everyone's route. Is there anyone in this town that doesn't drive to work and see at least one cone or one barrel, right? There are everywhere. We're growing as a city, and we're trying to freaking fix the streets. So getting over here sometimes at Silver 7s is uh, quite the adventure. I just watched a cab, and we see this a lot when we're driving, the lack of respect for others. Like, you know what? I got somewhere to go up yours. Right? There's a lack of respect out there. My time is more important than yours. So I just watched the cab. I think without a passenger, by the way. So I'm not sure where they were rushing to. Uh, ID number set. No, nah, I'm not going to do that. Um, but jumped the line at the Flamingo on Paradise Light by driving up the suicide lane for like, I don't know, an eighth of a mile. I'm not really good with the, the eighth stuff, right? But go all the way up the suicide lane into the left turn lane, and then all of a sudden zip right back in, right in front of a truck. Now, I did beep the horn, but what's the freaking purpose, right? These cars are so soundproof now. I doubt they got the message. And if they do that in the first place, that kind of driver, do they really care? Is there any sort of warning? Is there any sort of heads up that they get? 
from giving them a, a horn, even an extended horn. All right, do you ever hit your horn, period? Or are you uh, oh, anti-horner? Absolutely. And you I was do. just I was just going to say, "Hey, don't don't quit. Like don't stop being yourself. Continue being a horn honker because we need more <laughs> of us in this world." <laughs> I don't think and most people city. hear I don't think most people hear them. Uh, who know? I mean, well, you know, I uh, I make a quick move after that, judging on the response, because you know yeah. sometimes things aren't so. Obviously, so he, do this with care, people. But yeah, if someone's just sitting there and like at a red, like at a green no, light, no, for example, no, no, no. let's it's go. Not, it's not. It's not for the old purpose of like a heads up, hey, move. No, it's That's hey, you're move. driving like an ass. This is a heads up that I see you. <laughs> I see and recognize that you are a jerk, lady or guy. Right? I saw that. Like I said, I don't think it does any good. Uh, you sent over a video, and I was wondering. I did not read the thread yet because oh. I wanted to react organically. Um, the I'll describe the situation, and then we have a little bit of audio. I think this was kind of amazing. There was a car with a rear-view camera that I guess rolls all the time, and so the cameras face behind them, rear-view, and you could see a it looked like an 18-wheeler is in the right lane, and then all of a sudden there's a you know right lane that's shrinking down and someone's got to move over. I don't know what happened prior. My guess is this person waited uh, until the last minute. Probably rushed up in front of the truck. The truck was very annoyed. And you're going to hear people talking, but the car slides over, the horn gets honked and continues to get honked, and then from there the car that cut off the truck decides they're going to put on their brakes and drive like three miles an hour. Let's do this. Yeah, that's a horn in the distance. Let's see how long this goes for. Crank it up. Oh, just continuous. I think we wind up going a full 30 seconds with this clip, but I'm, I think the actual length on the horn was upwards of 50, 55 seconds. Yes. It was like, I, I almost was like, the whole video is over a minute 30, and that starts pretty early on. Okay, what's your thoughts on it? Okay, well, like I said in the video, I was like, oh, my God. That horn action, I'm not interested in, okay? Like, I was at an intersection the other day. I don't even know where it came from, but someone just laid on the horn for literally, like, 25 seconds. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, well, and then it ended up being, I guess, two guys just having fun. They were joking with each other. Oh, okay. Ha, ha, very funny. Uh, in this case, I guess... I guess the story is that, the, yeah, I agree with you. The person was probably late. But at some point, you do have to just let the per you just have to take the loss. The person, let them in. That's fine. Just move on, right? That they did let them in. The they, 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 they jutted in front of them. Last And minute. then they were slowing down on purpose. The, the truck is sending a message. Move or else. No, no, no. So that's where I'm, I'm saying that's where I lost it. I was like, all right, you know, this poor truck. Oh, he's got to get over. And he finally did. I, I've been there before. You got to squeeze in and be a jerk sometimes. And then, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if that was on purpose or just. Being a totally oblivious driver, we've seen plenty of them who mix, miss exits and are slow to react. And he just got right in front of them and went super slow and continued. Well, the super slow part is not being oblivious. Now they're doing it on purpose, which suggests to me that the move to slide over and cut the person off. And we'll retweet this video at ESPN Las Vegas. Video for radio doesn't always work. But yeah. it's the, the extended horn honk, I think, is at issue. Uh, Willie Ramirez is here with us. Willie, are you a, a honker at all? Are you anti-honker? No are way. you an extended honker? What do you do? I am not a honker. I'm not an extended honker. Um, the only time I will honk is if you don't see me and we're about to collide. But I am not. That's I am not one. an impatient honker. At the like the the two, the pet peeve for me is those people that it's just turned green. Yeah. 
and you've barely gotten your foot off the brake, it's a, and you're, they're already honking. I have literally put my car in park and just sat there and looked. There was one night. Or there, you go. there are some p- people that aren't paying attention to the sign, like on um, – give you a perfect example. Off the Rancho exit, off the 95, mm. uh, it's can't turn on red. Right. But if you're around the curve a little bit or you're back, you can't see the sign, they'll sit there and lay on the horn – there was one oh, night I was taking. One. There was one night I was taking Jordan to the airport, and this dude was laying on the horn, and it's no turn on red. We both got out of the car. Jordan was like, "We That's, got a problem I, here." Yeah. He looked like Ice Cube on the porch in Boys and Hood talking about, "We got a problem here. We got a problem." Yeah, all of a sudden we got the freaking. Uh, we got Hans and Franz getting out of the car. Yeah, so pump. But you wait a up. Let's go back Beat to you let's, up. Let's go back to Ari um, with well, you know, it, patient Ari. Isn't Ari <laughs> the one who? Went down it from his apartment right. and went into somebody's car because the music was blaring and turned it off. Remember? I never heard this. You did? Oh, you weren't there. Yeah. You Ag- weren't on that agro, show? Agro Ari. It was I, a little I'm, micro I'm very Steve, impressed. little Steve Cofield in me, yes. No, this was this was really, I'll just quickly tell you. Yeah, the guy just parked his car right in front of my house and had his music blaring, but the door open. It was like not even, it wasn't just like an accidental thing, oh well. And it was for several minutes and it was like six in the morning. So I went down, angry, grumpy me in the morning and- have no judgment skills at that point, so I just decided I'm going to go in there and turn it off. And I did. Nice. Can you imagine the, the end com- coming out and seeing Ari in his car? Let us never speak of this I'd again. I'd be afraid. <laughs> no, I'd be afraid. That guy's crazy. He's coming out in his uh, PJs. You know? He should. Oh, you're saying you should be afraid of me? Oh, yeah. A scary individual will come out Willie? half asleep. And that, my friends, is why you should use the horn, because it, it yeah. shows power. So what was the feedback on the thread? The uh, the truck was wrong, the extended honker was wrong, or the cutoff person was wrong? Uh, it's all over the place. A lot of the, like the Vegas people, I think, kind of you know are are annoyed with it. Like, you know, which part? Why would you honk? And oh. then there are some people that are basically it's it's kind of split. There's some people that are like, oh, the guy, you know, the guy's just trying to get in. Why is he? And then other people are like, you can't get in front of someone and then slam on your and brakes then slam, and then slow down. Yeah. I will say no, this I, though, and you can see that that's also a very aggravating part of town. It's the uh, 95 project going towards downtown, True. coming from the east side of town. So it's already crawling. So you're very frustrated. So I could, you know, I could see That's someone true. being aggravated. Uh, I'll add one thing: is that they are doxing this this truck or the person or whatever. They've got like, they've got all the the company info up here, the phone number. It's That's a little, ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous. That's I, out. That's out. That's outrageous. And by the way, I've I've done an extended honk where the the horn actually broke. Listen, I've done, I, I had a I had a, a Chrysler 300, and apparently there was like a governor on the horn. Don't do that, okay? Not not if I have the car. Um, and yeah, I, I just I had an extended honk, and the, the it just stopped. I'm like, oh man, maybe I just broke the horn. Uh, Hallelujah! I didn't listen. It bounced back later on. I dated a girl who would forget about horns if there was somebody riding her tail, and she felt in her mind that they were too close. She was the type. That slammed on the brake and hoping to get rear-ended, and then here's the thing: if the person got the the message, then she would entice it and slow down to get it. Yeah, because now she was pissed. A little ag- little aggro, a little aggressive. Oh, I got to look into the story now. All right, yeah, because you can see the plate. Of course, the truck has a front plate, but the uh, the Ford white Ford Explorer. Oh yeah. Now I want to dox the person who cut the truck off. We don't have a lot of money at Lotus Broadcasting, but we could use another. We could use like a, an assistant to Ari. Was so OJ in the for the for the truck for the truck driver? Uh, it actually was not a Bronco. I'm sorry, it was a uh, misidied. It. it was a Toyota. So a, it looks uh, like a forerunner. So it forerunner, wasn't yeah. OJ. Yeah, it could have been. 
Well, Never Ford, the white Ford. I, I got the Ford Bronco part, yeah. He yeah, might have he reacted might. a little differently if it was O.J. Oh, if it was the truck. Um, well, if, I, if you're in the truck, I think you just run over the car. You're like, I don't want O.J. coming out. <laughs> nothing nothing mean against O.J., you know. Sure. Wouldn't want to wish anything poor on him. He's just, it's been a swell guy his whole existence. All right, we come back. Let's get into the uh, VGK game. Also, set you up for Thursday Night Football. This is, you know, a real, this is a real big one for both teams because – not that they're completely out of it. I mean, the, the Vikings, if they drop to 5-8, and eight, that is freaking rough. They're going to have to go on a hell of a run and then get a lot of breaks in the NFC. But the other thing that's going on storyline-wise is this could be the beginning of the end for both of these quarterbacks. We know pretty much that Big Ben is walking after this year with the Steelers. And what the hell do you do with Kirk Cousins if you're the Vikings? Numbers-wise, the guy is good every year. Sound familiar? But they don't win. Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at Two. It's a refi-rated Nova Home Loans with interest rates at all-time lows. Now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. To the right, Petrangelo. Back to the left, Stone in front, scores! A couple of big high fives for Mark Stone and then a bear hug for Petrangelo. Vegas ties it one and one. It's an even straight goal. Now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver Sevens with Cofield and Company. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. So that, that video with SUV versus truck over on 95, we tweeted it out. I read through the comments. It's like 70% in favor of the truck. Willie just watched the video, which has an extended honk. That's probably too much, although I'm a fan of it. Uh, Willie, you watched it, and you're like, eh, the truck's the winner here. The SUV person cutting in front of a truck where sight lines are crap and then putting on the brakes, cut it out. Cut it out. J- wait your turn. Or you do not yeah. have to sp- just speed by everybody else that had to wait. To by the way, merge does not always mean you have to go in front. You yeah. can actually slide behind someone. I know no one, no one <laughs> ascribes to that, but you, you can actually you can slide behind someone. It doesn't have to be a race all the time. If you see me on the freeway, oh, here we go. In a black Mercedes, I dare you to try to get in front of oh, me. No, we don't need that. I'm just saying. Now all black Mercedes are in peril tonight. People are looking. Is that Willie? Screw it. Sliding in front. Oh, it's not Willie. Sorry. All right, I'm not enticing road rage. I'm not. Sorry, enti- man. I'm not enticing. Don't be aggressive around Willie. Yeah. I'm just saying. Willie is an aggressive defensive driver. I'm not defensive. I'm offensive. I, said, I just said you're okay. An offensive defensive driver. My defense is played through my offense. Yeah, that's just that's just full. That's I full. don't I don't punt on the roads. I just use a full merge press. Other than that, I'm offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I go in transition. <laughs> How nuts was the game last night? It's funny. I was uh, I messaged you as VGK was making a run. Yeah, and. I was like, hey, how was the crowd? Because I had I'd read from one person, uh, Al Snell put up that there were like super cheap tickets. My guess is that was at like 655, right. and there were like two of them yeah. um, at the VGK game. And you messaged back. You're like, well, now it's going ape you know what because they had just tied the game, and then they win with four minutes left. They get the game winner. What was the vibe? Because the other thing is – Sagan had a chance to put him up even more, and he missed a freaking wide-open shot. Right, and then just after that, Amadeo scored, and that's and Mark Stone was on the bench, and he just looked at everybody and said, okay, this is it. That's it. Let's go. We're going to, you know, and they talked about that in the post-game press conference, and they said that that somewhat drove them. That was the when your captain looks at you and says, okay, that let's do this, 
And then he goes out because he has had a knack for just going out and, you know, grabbing the puck, doing what he's got to do, and, and scoring um, at times since he's arrived here. You know what I mean? He, he has a takeover mentality, even if it's not putting the puck in the net, but just sort of take a charge and driving the action and willing the team to victory. And so when that took place, he made a comment on the bench after uh, Amadeo's goal. And then all of a sudden they just forged, and it was it was it was wild because you know what I'll be honest with you the 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 crowd never was really out of it and the team was never really out of it. If you looked at the shot disparity, at one point I looked up and I was like, the Stars got like twelve shots on goal. We were in the second or third period. I can't remember at this point. But I was like, what the heck? So the Golden Knights were putting a lot of pressure um, on Braden Holpe, who you know. He's never won in the regular season. We talked about that with Dan Dewey yesterday, it, and he's now he still hasn't. He's only one of the most important points. Yes. The Stanley uh, Cup Final. And it's funny because he came up with a huge save, and Justin Emerson tweeted, I was like, probably came up with one of his biggest saves at T-Mobile. And Steve Wino, who he spoke with, what, last week? He uh, he tweeted out a gif of his big save on Alex Tuck in the, I think it was game two, in where Tuck couldn't lift it, and that would have been a huge turning point. But anyway. Um, How big do you think last night was for Mark Stone, who'd been yeah you know, he'd been in a goal scoring drought since he came back? I think it was huge not only because of the first one, but the second one as well, and the fact that Pacioretty gets in on the scoring. And you know, this is a team that went through such adversity without its big guns, and you saw a lot of guys step up, defensemen stepping up. Some of the guys that are, you know, not probably won't see the Golden Knights roster until rosters expand or when. Um, if somebody goes down, you know, if more injuries occur. But so now the big guns scored last night. Jonathan Marches on his 300th game as a Golden Knight. Uh, Mark Stone, twice. Pacioretty, add in Amadeo. So, I mean, it was a big night overall. And I want to say something. Oh, we're going to touch on the Robin Leonard. But, you know, everybody knows by now he was pulled. But I'll tell you what. At one point I looked over at Danny Webster and uh, a couple of the guys. I was like, man, look at Leonard. You know, normally, even if you didn't get pulled, if you were sitting down, I mean, if you were, if you didn't start, you're sitting down on the bench in that spot that's right in front of the tunnel, right, as you walk out, right? It's behind the bench, but it's right there. Robin Leonard was on his feet for a lot of the time after he got pulled, and he was became one of their biggest cheerleaders and, and pumping the guys up. So, I mean, I never thought that they were necessarily out of it. I, I go downstairs with about 10 minutes left in third period every game, no matter what the situation, because of the way I have to file for the Associated Press. And I want to be ready to go, get it done, and then I don't want to have to race down. And I'll tell you Let what. Let me write my first four paragraphs and tonight's story about how the fans have turned on Robin Leonard. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah. delete all of it. To a degree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've done that, and I'll get in the elevator and the TV's on. I'll go, okay, let's see who's going to score here. Yeah, let's see yeah, what's yeah, going to yeah, happen. Yeah, Something's going to happen. Willie controls all I, Golden Knights I, yes, karma. Yes. My story's done. Ah! 65% of, of the action that takes place for about a two-minute period <laughs> is, is based on my travel in the elevator, so I have to change something in my story. But, sure enough, I get down there, and I'm looking up, and they score, and then you text it. And I was like, well, yeah, you texted as it was happening. Well, they're going crazy now. So, um, 
No, it was good. It was it was an electric atmosphere. It was good for the Golden Knights. Dallas is a good team. It was a big win because of how Dallas has been winning. As we talked about yesterday before the game, seven straight wins, nine of ten. They had allowed in those nine wins two or fewer goals. Um, Mateo thought it was going to be four to three. Duva said it would be a wild one. It was a wild one, and it turned out to be a 5-4 victory for the Golden Knights. Daily happy hour starts at 3 with beers, well drinks, and margaritas, just two seventy-seven. Obviously, we like playing away. You know, it's not really a good thing because we'd love to be able to defend our house and make that a place people don't want to come. But since we've been here, you know, we've had some favor on the road for whatever those reasons are. And I wish I could tell you and, and bottle it and make it happen at home as well. All those things, these are great questions. Just so you guys know, they're all constant conversations within ourselves as well. Now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver Sevens with Cofield and Company. Raiders coach Rich Pisaccia on the home road split. It's random, is it not, Willie? There's nothing to this, is there? That the Raiders have been just mediocre to really not very good at home. This year or both? Because they, I, didn't, I haven't seen them be good at Allegiant really consistently. Right. Random? Too short a sample? Yeah, I, I think it's, I think the word may be, it's, I'm curious. Vegas flu? Nah, maybe or, a little comfortability it could be. I, I don't know. Maybe the other team comes in a little more focused. You know, uh, a team comes to Las Vegas, as we saw with the Golden Knights the first season. The Vegas flu was a very real thing. Um, for the other team. For the other team. Yeah, I was kind of joking that I the Raiders have No, I understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is this. It's the opposite with the football teams where there's. it's not only the emphasis, hey, we're going to Cleveland this weekend. Okay, we're just going to go into Cleveland. What are you going to do? Go down to 16th or Sixth Street? You know what I mean? It's a Sixth Street block party. You're going to go to LA. Okay, we're going to stay with. But you're going to Vegas. There's an extra emphasis. We even heard that when a few weeks back with the situation with Henry Ruggs, RIPT in the Tintor, right? So we heard that where. Well, going to Vegas, we tell our team we, we there's an extra emphasis. So maybe there's a little extra emphasis on the visiting team not to get the – maybe they're vaccinating themselves from the Las Vegas atmosphere and making sure they're coming here a little more focused. And let's be real, that crowds have been very favorable for the visiting team. They've almost made it feel like – they're playing in a home team, a home crowd. Cincinnati made a big point of that. Uh, the Bengals afterwards. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's a little curious as to why and Ve- and and the Raiders get to go away from Las Vegas. They become a little more focused. They get away from the noise. They get away from. You know, I'm not saying that they get they've gotten caught up in this town, but they're getting away from a lot where they can get focused and they sort of all they can focus on is football. Chiefs are averaging 25-3 a game. That's yep. only good for 13th in the NFL, which is kind of shocking. They had 41 here. Yep. What changes this time? Well, I think first and foremost is this is a, this is a Raiders team that, with a lot of components back, can look at the fact that last year in October, they put a 40 spot up on Kansas City. And... You know, came away with that dub. So it's not as if they're not capable of doing it. And this is also a Raiders team 
that the last time it was on the road threw a 36 spot up on Dallas. So there's confidence in what this team can do on the road. There's confidence in what this team can do at Arrowhead. Derek Carr made a comment in saying that he loves playing at Arrowhead. So, you know, combined, it's a division game. It's it's at this point it's a must win after they just lost and they're sitting at 6 and 6. They're they're staring at back-to-back road games and having to go to Kansas City and then Cleveland. Then they host Denver, then they go to Indy and they close with the Chargers. I mean, it's it's I don't think that it's must that they win that they go five and zero, but it sure wouldn't hurt. I mean, three and two, they're 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 praying for some other things to take place in order to sneak into the playoffs. Four and one, it's a stretch when you got three road games in three very tough places against three AFC teams that at, at getting hot down the stretch could, could land them in the AFC championship. The Chiefs and the Colts leading the way. The Browns, long shot, but. Those are three tough spots to play. So they have to go in driven. They have to go in with the mindset, not we 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 have to play to our best. No, we just – that they can win. So I think it's more mental than anything um, against this Kansas City team that at times this season has shown some defensive efficiencies. Now they've, they've straightened that up. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of their last seven, they've held to 17 or less. But Washington, before Washington got good, the Giants, the Raiders, the Broncos, okay? The two teams that you can they can wear on their shoulder, the Cowboys and the Packers, they held to a combined 16 points at Arrowhead. So that's something that they're going to have to draw up. Play calling, fast starts, got to get got to get better. Third down conversions, got to be better. Zone, got to score touchdowns, not kick field goals with the newly signed Daniel Carlson. Game tonight, about two and a half hours away. We're at Silver Sevens. This is the spot to watch Thursday night football once the game kicks off. And this is all NFL games. Yep. 77 cent beers, Bud, Bud Light, McAltry. You can come down here and bet the game at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook. Vikings right now are three and a half, and the total is 44 and a half. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens, it's Cofield and Company. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. It's time for our weekly convo with uh, one of our legal insiders out of Chicago. Actually, today out of Miami, Xavier Pope is up with us. What are you doing? I'm walking around after doing some hot yoga at a place called Winwood Yoga. Every time I'm in Miami, I come to Winwood, their arts district. This place is full of amazing murals that's from uh, Art Basel. I came in the week after everything all got down, died down, COVID, don't want to go too crazy, but still want to take in Miami arts uh, here and then get some beaches, some sunshine. It's very cold in Chicago, and I want to get away from all that. So <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, you are working, though, because I know uh, coming up in just a little bit, you're up on Twitter spaces. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, Twitter Spaces Spark program, a lot of creatives, uh, it, it, it's dovetailed off the Suit Up News. So really great to start that up. Suit Up News space on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, uh, 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Uh, talking about you know, the stuff we talk about on Suit Up News. It's politics, sports, trending topics that matter. Uh, we're going to be talking about latest politics that's trending with uh, Shauna Clymer. Uh, also going to be talking with uh, Brenda Elsie, who... A lot of her reporting was used ESPN recent report on the change in the Major League Soccer's Rooney rules. So we're going to dig into that and how it's a model after the NFL. So 
on the dive into that topic. Go to my, my timeline, Xavier Pope. Go to Twitter Spaces. Find us. Hashtag Suit Up News. Check so, it out. So I'm unaware. Maybe the audience is unaware. What's going on with MLS? What What's the problem with uh, diversity? Well, the issue is, well, they have good representation in terms of Latin Americans, and that's a really broad category because the, the Latin Americans that play for Latinx, people have been going back and forth over that, over the in terms of representation in the sport, in terms of managers and, and, and GMs, but that hasn't been the same towards other marginalized groups. And so the initiative was extend that Rooney rule beyond just one group to other groups as well to ensure that there's full diversity, not just for one group, but for all groups. Interesting. Interesting that they call it the Rooney rule now. Yeah, because that's named after, you know, Art Rooney, Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's interesting they would go take it from another sport. Yeah. Also, that the new rule was also pushed uh, by uh, basically soccer players, African-American players um, for change, who I interviewed uh, the guy who started it. So they really, they went from one guy to hundreds of players um, and put the pressure on their league. Uh, and that's what we've seen in this era, where we've seen uh, the rise in labor power for athletes that have they recognize their power more and more and how they're able to influence their sport more. We're seeing in every single sport. Here it is in Major League Soccer. We'll talk about it tonight. Xavier Pope is with us. Would you argue that it was labor power in large part that actually got Marcus Freeman, a 35-year-old African-American, the job at Notre Dame? No, that wasn't labor power. Uh, that was a Notre Dame finally doing the right thing <laughs> um, after uh, so many white coaches hired qualified African-American not getting the job. I mean, with so much black talent across this country, not being able to trust the black man to come into your home and says, I want your kid to play for school. Uh, it, it, it's laughable. Um, and then he's just such a solid person. Um, so it's not just the fact that he's qualified to take position at one of the high profile spots in college sports and all the sports. Uh, he's a quality human. Uh, and he it gives you a reason for those who like to hate on Notre Dame. It makes it a little hard now. Xavier Pope is with us up on Cofield and company. You know, back to soccer for one second. We get these videos all the time of uh, people acting like fools. Did you see the uh, the video where some dude ran on the field during a women's soccer game? That was absolutely amazing. And here's the thing. Why let this guy walk around? That's representation for the patriarchy. And what's happening in the Supreme Court right now, just to walk all through where women are doing their thing. You know, he had took the, uh, a soccer player to throw an amazing shoulder to him, <laughs> knock him on his keister, feet flying in the air. Betty won't do that to any women again. No. And it was kind of ridiculous how long they let him uh, linger out on the field. By the way, is this your first trip on a flight since when? You haven't flown at all? No, I haven't flown since the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, and, and I've expressed this on, on, on ESPN Las Vegas. But I had two relatives die, a mother, a, a mother and a son, and within a week of each other, two completely different places. Within the first month, month of the pandemic happening, I had to go to a double funeral. And so it was really important to me to do the right thing, to play my part as uh, this country, this world recovered from one of the worst pandemics uh, in the history of this world. And you know, do my part to socially distance, wear a mask, uh, then eventually get vaccinated, get my booster next week. And so I gave myself until after November 15th to, to, to travel. And I've given it myself that, and I feel comfortable. It was a lot to release, to let go, and it feels good to get out and travel again. And I'll be traveling a lot, you know. Now that I have the booster, and 
you know, living, living my life, but doing it the right way and honoring the relatives that have gone on through this pandemic. Xavier Pope is with us. Um, we've also got news on the COVID front with Kyrie Irving, who may have he's there's sources are saying he may have some interest in taking a plant based vaccine. I have no idea if this exists, if it's going to be approved, if the league will be cool with it. I don't know that that's going to uh, speed up his return to the NBA, though. I'm just finished hot yoga. I'm thirsty, about to get a smoothie. That sounds great, but that's not the cure to COVID nineteen, and I hope COVID. So Kyrie Irving doesn't do the same as well. Sage smoothies and vibes are not the cure to COVID nineteen. Vibes, uh, they are. <laughs> it's it's it, it it's listening to the science, moving forward, and taking the vaccine. I'm vegan. I'm not worried about a vaccine. Um, I'm more concerned about humans living. Uh, and Kyrie Irving should be playing basketball. I can't tell him what to do with his personal life. Uh, Tell them to be careful, but just be playing basketball. The National Basketball Association hoping the Brooklyn Nets um, to get in championship shape. Twitter Spaces tonight, five o'clock our time. Xavier Pope will be up there uh, doing his conversation that he does every Tuesday and Thursday. And I've been in the room, and it's a fascinating conversation, very uh, open discourse. So make sure you check in on it. Let's close on this. I am going to break Cofield and Company protocol. The other company members are going to be really angry at me for doing this because I. Sent out the declaration uh, from a vocal standpoint on the air that uh, the day that baseball locked out the players, I'm not mentioning baseball until they come back. I, I'm not going through the ups and downs, rumors, this, the trash talk, all. I'm not doing it. I'm not mentioning baseball on my sports radio show until it comes back. Screw off. I'm angry. And frankly, if the sport doesn't come back for the entire season, I don't really care. I think baseball this time around is running a major risk because – Baseball has become much more regional than national, and this ain't 1995, Xavier. I don't think people are going to be freaking falling over themselves to make sure that baseball comes back. Fans are not going to miss it. Steve, baseball doesn't have steroids to fall back on to cover its sports than Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, um, who cannot get to the Hall of Fame. It's ridiculous. Baseball, tell, tell the story about what's happening in sports just like it has a, a wing for the Black Sox. Have yourself a wing for steroids. Put guys in there, recognize mistakes, move on. That's an adult thing to do. Do that major baseball. Secondly, in a, a fragmented viewership where live sports is king. We've seen some new deals. MLS sign. Uh, there, there is so much premium content to be made off of streaming and segmented media that Major League Baseball actually does have something to fall back on and still be able to make tons of money with their, their, their rising salaries. Now, they're gambling on it, um, it's, but I think it's a gamble to, uh, to be made that I think they're going to be able to profit from. But Vladimir's players uh, should take it upon themselves to make sure that they are representing themselves fully, uh, knowing this fact about how viewership has changed and how valuable uh, live streaming content. Are you saying the players should cave? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm, I'm saying the players should be able to be rec- should recognize the value of 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 the various ways that a sport can make money uh showing games in private real-time discussions and creating revenue therefore driving up player salaries team values and more that's not going to stop i'm saying that players just like basically baseball feel that they could survive without players needles going in players arms they hit it out the park players have to recognize they got to juice up their salaries as well this time around. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned 
all the TV money that baseball has because uh, Las Vegas, I, I believe, frankly, right now is being used as a negotiating pawn by the Oakland A's, and they keep leaking out these different stadium sites and stadium plans. And, you know, it's funny, uh, the more sporting events I go to, I'm seeing less and less people show up at a lot of the events. And I actually wonder, I mean, I'm not very pro building stadiums anyway. As it turns out, I don't think we got a great deal on Allegiant Stadium, but um, it's it's a good building and we are drawing lots of events. But man, I don't know if you can pitch me on a new baseball stadium that holds like 40,000 people. I, I just don't even think it's worth it. Uh, it's sad to say, I think, I think like a 20,000 or 25,000 seat baseball stadium would be fine. When we saw during the pandemic, people were okay watching games with nobody in the stand. Yeah. <laughs> and now blackouts kind of being pushed by the wayside in terms of broadcasting. I think that that's just the future. Yeah. You don't, you don't need a bunch of people in the stadium. I mean, there's 40, 50,000, 60,000 people in the stadium. There are millions of people watching games. The math doesn't add up. You know, I mean, you just find different ways to monetize the people that are watching your games yep. online. That You see that with social. I mean, how just talking about the game is connecting you to buying a product on Twitter or whether it's Instagram or whether it's Snapchat, so on and so forth. Yeah. So the way to sell people things while they watch games isn't just popcorn and Cracker Jacks at the stadium anymore. Yep. If we're going uh, online with our you know regular shopping and brick and mortars going bye bye that yeah. way, I, I wonder what the future is for you know mega stadiums and uh, gigantic crowds uh, watching sporting events. All right, Xavier, I appreciate it. We carved a little bit of time out of your vacation, so sorry about that. But uh, enjoy All it. Good. Enjoy the good weather, and uh, hopefully you never have to go back to 17 degrees because that sounds miserable. Uh, it was still early, man. So here we go. <laughs> Thanks a lot, my brother. Have a good weekend. Our buddy Xavier Pope right here on Cofield and Company. A spot is brought to you by our friends over at Battleborn Injury Lures. 570-9000 is the number. Do you know what you have with your auto insurance? Full coverage. What does that actually mean? Justin Watkins and Matt Hoffman of Battleborn Injury Lawyers right now will give you a free breakdown of what's on your insurance, 570-9000, because they hear from clients all the time that they have full coverage, and then those same people are shocked when they find out that they could be out of pocket for medical expenses, property damages, or even car payments, and that's in a case where they get into an accident they did not cause. They thought they were protected, but they weren't. So find out what your auto policy does and doesn't do. Call Matt Hoffman, Justin Watkins, Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Do it now, 570-9000. At the William Hill Race and Sportsbook, sign up for the mobile betting app and get $50 added to your account.